Welcome everyone to Hit the Books. I'm Thomas Casali with the man, the myth, the legend, Joey Kanish, 22 <laughs> Kanish. Hey, I, I got to say, doing a betting show with you is one of the great moments of my life. Um, you know, it probably, uh, probably tells you how uh, piss poor my life's been up to this point. But it, no, you're it's like, a you're really like the honor. fifth or sixth person on the network to say that. So I, I don't feel, don't feel you know, embarrassed, Tom. <laughs> I, get that, I get that almost every show. And hey, listen, Kanish, I, I got to be honest, you're uh, you're one of my favorite followers on Twitter. And you know why? Because I try to do the same thing. You're quality over quantity. People got to tweet about every little thing, right? I know when a Kanish tweet comes in, I know it's something good because you don't tweet every five seconds. I, I love the beat writers. They're like third and five, three-yard pass. Right. Uh, like everything. Like, like, oh, I saw, I saw it on the screen. I don't need you to tweet out like, every play. So, yeah, they, I appreciate well, that. Well, listen, I'm really looking forward to the show. We're going to get into the bets in a second. First, just a quick little background on ourselves. You know, what the show is, is, Kanish, I've been betting for 33 years, okay? My first $500 bet was the Cordell Stewart Hail Mary against Michigan. Probably should have stopped there and and, and walked it off, right? The, uh, We're not so, brought that up on this show with this guy. <laughs> right, a big Michigan guy. But uh hey, listen, no the Michigan Michigan should have won that game outright. But the uh, you know, so I, I've been gambling a long time. I got books where I've bet I still have them, uh, hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in six months with no job. So I have experience. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. But when this whole thing started, Kanish, I, I said to myself, I'm not going to mislead people. I'm not a pro better, right? I, I, sometimes I'm on the sharp side. Sometimes I'm not. Uh, I am who I am. I'm an experienced guy. I give you some information. If you want it, take it. If not, then that's fine too. Now you, you're a little bit sharper than me, right? Well, I mean, you know, listen, Tommy, it's like, you know, uh, comparing yourself to George Clooney or something like that here. Don't feel bad that, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get to see the picks here and then, and we'll see uh, how, how how sharp the iron is from uh, old Tommy Saley over there. Oh, yeah. So that's what we're going to do each week. I'm going to give you my five picks and the number I got it at. And then you're going to break it down and tell me, man, that's a that's a good number. Or, boy, you really got screwed on that one. So we're going to get into these in a second. But first, Hit the Books is presented by the Hammer Betting Network. You can check out all their great content at thehammer.bet and all the social media platforms at the Hammer HQ. And if you like the show, please subscribe, like, share, do all that stuff. We can really use uh, really use everything that we got in there. Hey, Kanish, what do you, why do you think all these uh, places have HQ at the end of their Twitter handle? Does that mean they just couldn't get the one they wanted? I, 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 we should have. There had to be someone that took the hammer out. I'm still waiting for my hammer, uh, you know, uh, the swag and the paraphernalia in the mail here to get going. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That that's a Pozzola. If, if Pozzola, whatever these Canadian people are that are running the show here, uh, you know, whatever put on it, I wouldn't be surprised that they, you know, screwed it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You leave it to a couple of Canadians, and it, yeah, you know, you get an HQ at the end. Well, listen, great. It's a great company. They got great shows across the board. You're on a few of them. So at the Hammer HQ on Twitter, make sure you check out all the great information they got coming along. So, Kadesh, we're going to get in to my bets here, okay? First bet I placed. First one of the season, first Tommy. One. First one, okay? Don't let me down. <laughs> first one, and this is a fade now of a team. I got Rutgers minus 17 over Temple. And here's my thinking. 
Temple is a dead body. Uh, the the program is in shambles. They played Lafayette last week and won thirty to fourteen. It was twenty one fourteen at the end of three quarters. They they only amassed three hundred and sixty yards against a bad FCS team. So my thinking is Temple anything less than twenty points is good value. I'm going to take Rutgers to roll. What do you say, Tommy? Oh, I got to tell you. First off, the number you got is all right. What is the big change, though, that happened last week for Temple that's now going into this game? What's the big change? What did, what did they do at the key position that it could significantly impact their productivity? You tell me, because you should know this, There's, Tommy. I know it. They're starting Kurt Warner's son at a, at a quarterback. Kurt Warner's son. And who is he replacing? Probably the worst Power 5 or FBS quarterback I've ever seen in Dewan Mathis, who's actually up, up the, from Oak Hill up the road here from Joey K, uh, who told people when he was getting recruited that this guy's a bum. He's been around and around in the program, pro, pro, program. Um, and let's say, I'm sure he's a nice, I'm sure he's a nice kid. Uh, hopefully, you know, it paid attention in class because he does not have a future as a pro quarterback. Warner, though, looked a little so I will say, if there's one thing for me that would uh, would keep me off Rutgers this week, A, it's Rutgers. B, they looked much better. And Warner, I can tell you this, I don't care. He could put a blindfold on. He's a better passer than Dewan Mathis. So for me, if it'd be a little bit of a look on the over, uh, I'm going to lay off this week because I think you could see an improved Temple offense. Uh, but hey, at least you're on the, uh, the, the the right side of the number there. Oak Park, so, and Oak Hill in the comments. <laughs> it's Oak Park, wherever it's from. No, it's going there. Wherever it's from, listen, Juan Mathis, uh, enjoy the rest of your life. Stop playing football. Okay, so see, now I looked at that and I said, all right, this you know, this kid might be good at some point. I'm not expecting much from him right now, but you actually think that could be a significant difference in the game. And it's not the fact that I think you know, Warner is going to be, you know, his dad this week. It's that Juan Mathis was horrific at playing quarterback everywhere he's been. Um, and you looked at it just, just even in his drives last week, he came in and Warner looked like he was actually able to complete forward passes, uh, which is an upgrade over what Dwan Matson was able to do. Well, I got to tell you, Kanish, I was pretty confident in this bet coming in here. Uh, now, now you got me a little worried. So <laughs> we'll see how this one goes. So Rutgers minus 17 for me. Kanish says uh, maybe the over. So, all right, now the second one. I think you're gonna like this one. The I, I I think you might be on this. You might have got a better number. Let's see. Nebraska plus eleven against Oklahoma. Now my thinking is is I like to I like to bet a team when they first fire a loser coach like Scott Frost, who was an absolute loser. Right, plays a ton of close games, doesn't win them. That's not random luck. It's poor coaching. So I think at home the team is up. And I don't know much about Oklahoma yet. They haven't really played anybody, new coach, a lot of new players. So I'm grabbing the Huskers plus 11. I think they keep it close at home. You know, I can't kill you on the number here because everybody, every numbers guy that I talk to that I deal with, that I bet for, uh, has been on Nebraska at some number. Obviously, where Circa opened 16, it was down to 14. It's come down all the way down to the 11s now. Um, so I can't kill you, therefore, uh, on the number because uh, anybody that's making numbers has, you know, would would have this uh, 10 or lower. Um, the issue I would have is. 
You know, I guess I was more of a Scott Frost guy than most people out there. I don't think he was one of those coaches that the players hated him, that they were, you know, like, oh, we need to get this guy out of here. Obviously, not the greatest game management coach in the history of football. Um, but I can't kill you on the number here. My issue would be this Nebraska defense is so, so bad that potentially – you know, I, Nebraska got steamed in every one of their games so far. Northwestern and the FCS game they played with North Dakota State. And then last week in Georgia Southern, they've taken money every single way. They're taking money again this week. Um, so a, a lot of guys, my caution would be that the, the numbers uh, and the projections haven't caught up to potentially how bred Nebraska could be. However, at this number, I would agree with you. That's the only side that I could play uh, would be at 11. So, yeah, I'm not going to kill you on the number here. Um, I, I would just caution that uh, maybe that the, we haven't seen the, bot, the total bottom fallout from Nebraska yet. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't know. We have Whipple, when I'll have, you know, they're going to throw it 60 times now that Frost isn't there to, to annoy them. Um, and maybe Mickey York gives them somewhat of a bump. Um I'm just, uh, it's this Nebraska defense could be like bad, 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 and and hopefully, uh, you know, for for your sake here, that the you know the program doesn't just fall off a ledge with kids, uh, you know, like they're not giving a damn. So we'll see. Numbers wise, though, I can't hate it. Well, you bring up an interesting point about Nebraska being steamed. I remember the year the Browns went 0 and 16. It was like every week they were taking steam, and you mentioned Nebraska. Cow. And you mentioned Nebraska. Now this is the every game this year. Now is that sharp betters just having having more faith, having having in their power rankings, Nebraska higher than odds makers? How does that happen like that? You know, I mean, I know one uh, you know serious group out there that that has uh, been on Nebraska every week, uh, and I think a lot. I mean, almost everybody expected some level of improvement. Um, you know, coming in from uh, it, like at least a, a somewhat of a bump. I mean, they brought in a ton of transfers, um, you know, somewhat of a bump here to see what, what Nebraska could improve, you know, Casey Thompson coming in from last year to this year. And really what you've seen is, if anything, the defense is worse. Um, and although I think the offense is 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 at least, I, I like Mark Whipple. I like some of the things they've done. Um, but when you factor in that the defense has been bad, they, they might actually be worse than last year, even though a lot of people were thinking they'd be an improvement. Um, so, you know, I, like, so far uh, the steam is 0 for 3 on Nebraska games. Um, and we'll see. Hopefully for your sake it doesn't go 0 for 4. Um, but it, it's, yeah, I, I think the opinions of Nebraska were they'd be much better and the market was a little deflated. If anything, now the number, at least, you know, the opening number went completely to the other side, uh, where, if anything, it was significantly inflated, um, and now it's come down again. So so we'll see, but, yeah, no, that, that that's a great Browns comp of one of those where, like, the number's inflated every week, but they can't cover the number. They lose right. every week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see if they can uh, put it together. All right, well, I'm not feeling great here because I thought that was going to be the game you liked. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a game that even I admit sucks. The you know I bet this game and I've just been looking back and thinking, man, why'd you do that? Uh, Iowa minus twenty three. Again, this is a fade of Nevada, who I think is a dreadful football team. I feel like this is one of those games Iowa dominates defensively at home. I don't know. Even I'm a little weary about this. So go ahead. <laughs> You know, like, 
I know there, there was 20 sitting there early, and like mm-hmm. some guys I know thought there was value on that, and then it hits, you know, 21, 20 and a half, and keeps scheming. Um, I personally, this is one of those that, like, if you've been around the golf, I cannot personally, even if you know, you're seeing some, uh, you know, number value where, I, I, and I agree with this, it should probably be, you know, if you're just talking raw, like ratings projections over 24, Nevada has had, you know, absurd luck the first couple of weeks. They, you know, gave up like 50 plus an incarnate word. Um, and they look, but basically they've had enough luck to, to just stay in games um, and get a result there even in the first week. They're bad. They're real bad. Um, I, I, I can't lay. I know the whole thing is like, oh, they've only scored 14 points and now they're laying 23. I, Iowa, if gun to my head, if there's a side, it would be on Iowa. I'm not touching it though. I'm not, there's such a thin margin of error with a team that runs offense like Iowa. Where like if they're gonna cover this game, it's probably like 28 to three. I mean, I think that what's the total right now? I think the total is 39. So you're laying 23 in a total of like you have you know one or two turnovers goes the wrong way. They don't have a dynamic passing offense. I think that hopefully I saw they might be getting, you know, right now they're running like Joey Kao at wide receiver three. They had like two scholarship receivers even healthy. I thought they might be getting a couple of uh, potentially some back this week. I know the matchup suits them much better. They can run the ball. They should be able to, they have, they do have an elite defense. I can't lay it at this point, at this point at the 23. I agree. If it was, you know, the 20 or the 21 at this point, the 23, I think you're really playing with fire there. Um, but I'm not going to jump in on, on Nevada there. So, yeah, it's a pass for me around there, but uh, I'll be rooting for you. So, and you you mentioned it, the total, right? The total is 39. When do you start to see – everybody sees the first two games, right? Iowa barely gets a first down. When does value start to come in for you on the over in Iowa games? Because 39 is a pretty low total in college football, especially with a team like Nevada who doesn't have the, the best defense in the world. First off, I, unfortunately, it's well, I've, uh, the beverage of choice here. I've had so much caffeine today that I can't I- – Stop. I, like five o'clock, I hit the brakes and then, you know, switch back to, to water. Uh, otherwise, I'll, you know, be uh, having a stroke here at some point uh, before that. But, I, you know, wise man, who I know that bets totals. Uh, if you're watching the franchise, uh, Kyle Francis, I've got a friend of mine uh, that we bet together. Uh, so, weary does the man that bets in under in the 30s in college football. Um, I tend to agree with you. I think you might see, you, you, you got for your sake and for everybody that and for the poor kids that the, the children's hospital in Iowa that have to watch these Iowa games I hope they get some offense this week to actually be able to you know like uh, so I agree with you the only side I could play at 39 would be in over um you know like uh, oh god that it's one of the I would probably at 38 I would be a buyer. 30, you know, 38 was kind of a, you know, lower key number especially in those that I was looking at. It's 39, 39 and a half. Um at 38 I would buy on the over. I doubt it gets there. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have I've had my fill today, trust me. Um but no, like if anything even at 39 there's just Again, what we talked about with the margin of error with Iowa laying the 23 in this total, when you're playing, with, with, if you want to play an under on 39, you're talking about like one fumble six, pick six, special teams, key turnover in the red zone where it, it, it's like you're, the, the, the script is out the window. So, yeah, I, I will actually bet and 
uh, a 38 if it pops. If not, it'd be another pass for me. Um, I see a guy back minus 22. I don't think the 22 is like, you didn't get a bad, I don't think you're you're going to close. You're going to get some plus CLV. I don't think you got a, uh, you know, in a bad number. Um, it, it's just one of those teams and scripts and games that, uh, you, you know, if you, the, the advantage is the better at, you don't have to bet every game on the board. This would be one that uh, I'm just going to decide to pass on since, uh, you know, I didn't get the early 20 or 21. All right, well, I started off with some stinkers here. I got laying double digits with Rutgers. I'm laying double digits with Iowa. I got Nebraska. So, like, so what are these games that you're betting? Like, Jesus Christ, Tommy. The worst teams in the country. Well, look, I, I, this was a segue. They call these segues, Kanish. The, now, I actually bet a game with a heartbeat here. Um, I took Washington minus two at home. I know that's gone up to minus three, I believe. And one of the things the media doesn't do in college sports is they only talk about the 1% injuries, right? Michigan State lost two key defensive starters in the opener against Western Michigan and linebacker Darius Snow and safety Xavier Henderson. They didn't need them against Akron, but against this new look Washington offense with Michael Penix Jr. now healthy again. I and listen, Washington had the worst coach in football last year, in my opinion. I watched that game against Montana and I said, This guy is terrible, but he had no clue. I think Washington makes a statement, they win that game easily. What do you say? You know, uh, I know that one of my guys, uh, that I bet you know, Phil for about minus one, uh, I know a sharp. Very sharp service uh, that a lot of people know. Uh, three-letter service uh, released uh, minus three, I think, minus two and a half or minus three earlier today. So you saw that steam back across three. Um, I, you know, I had talked early in the week uh, with Mr. Powers uh, that, that, you know, at Michigan State at a four and three and a half would be a play, play for me. Um, but if you're sitting on minus two, I agree with you. Some of the injuries, uh, there, there are less, you know, <laughs> yeah, rhymes yeah uh, some of the less widely known players for Michigan State and Jaden Reed, you know, their best wide receiver, Jaden Reed, um, he, they don't talk, uh, you know, they don't disclose, Mel Tucker's not one to talk about injuries very publicly, um, so the info's been a little sketch on if he's going to play, um, but I agree. They're going to be down a couple of key players their offensive line hasn't looked great. And Michael, if there's a team that, that I was, you know, wrong on going into the year, it would be Washington. I did not think Caitlin DeBoer could turn around this quick, that Michael Penix would look like the freaking Lamar Jackson through, through two weeks. Um, yeah, that's one that probably my numbers have not caught up to how good Washington's been. Um, I played some Michigan State when it, when it crossed the you know, smaller at four. Um, but I think you're sitting good. There. I, I can't hate you on this one. I think you're sitting good at minus two. Uh, the market agrees with you. Some syndicates agree with you. Uh, and I think the sharp money so far has bought up all the Washington under three. Um, but I, if you're if you're watching this, now, I think it's most, I would not chase that across three. Um, so if you, if you got in under three, I think it's a good bet at three and a half or four, um, which might mostly widely three and a half. Now, uh, I wouldn't chase Washington any further. Okay, now this isn't a huge game, but it's it's a nationally televised game. Like with games like this, like these big games that are going to be on prime time. Perfect example would be Alabama Texas last week, which was watched. Might be one of the maybe the most watched college football regular season game of the season. How do you attack those? Uh, do you do those any differently, knowing that more people are betting into the game? Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, they're they're you know it. 
it takes such a, you know, like all the, some of the content, you know, other places that do all oh, the bet percentages and the publics on that. For the most part, there's not, you know, it's, there's such a rare game where the, the amount of, but you might be talking about like a college football playoff game where, you know, some shop gets uh, a massive, you know, a million dollar bet from a square whale and they're giving, you know, they're trading a three and a half when everybody else is, you know, three or something like that. It's just the amount of handle uh, on, on a lot of, even in the primetime games for college football, isn't really going to affect uh, the spread enough to where, you know, I'm, I'm too worried about, you know, what people are on or what, you know, what the public's on or uh, what the handle could be, any of those. So um, it, it's one of, it's got to be a mega, mega, like, Super Bowl college football playoff game for for any of that stuff to really have an impact on the line uh, where a shot might have, be so overweight they're going to give you an extra you know half point or a point or something like that. Um, but for me, I, I don't I don't really treat the you know the prime time stuff uh, any any differently than I would uh, you know a, a action uh, game. But I, maybe some of those numbers are you know I know uh, you know tend to be a little bit more bet. Uh, from people, but I don't think it's it's significantly you know sharper one way or another. Really, at this point, any FBS game uh, that that's traded out there and has you know for the most part similar limits is going to be um, going to be you know capped, bet, filled, uh, all that the same way. Okay. Uh, now my last game here, Kanish, is uh, now I got a tip on this one from a sharp friend, so I want to hear your thoughts to see if this is really a sharp play or if it's a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> I took Ohio State Toledo over 62. He gave it to me at 61. I didn't get it in in time. So I, I got the 62 number. Um, so sometimes, you know, I, I do a lot of my own hand, handicapping. Sometimes I'll get a tip here and there from someone I know. This was a tip. He says, bet the over. Is this a sharp play or was, was I uh, bamboozled on this one? Well, I don't think you were. I think you are a little late to the to- the screen there, Todd. That I know there was some sharp backs at 16 and a half, 61. Uh, but you know, the Tommy, uh, you know, out there having a you know, sun and a, and a drink didn't run to the screen to get the 61 and he waited for the 62, which is you know, the 62, 62 and a half is pretty widely available. So, yeah, that was a sharp play at 60, 60 and a half. I, I would, st- I could only play over there. Um, that's one that me and Mr. Powers, uh, actually have a uh, disagreement on for our hit the books. He'd like Toledo at the, the 32, 32 and a half. I like Ohio state at the 31, uh, 32 got hit earlier today and now it's 31. Um, I like Ohio state at 30 and a half, 31. Um, the over, I know there's still a couple of 62 flats out there. Um, that, that would, you know, again, it, it's, it's key 61, uh, pretty key in the total stuff. So I, I prefer the side. If you can get a, you know, Ohio State 31 is pretty widely available, uh, but I don't, I don't hate the total. I can't hate the total there, uh, as it took some some sharp stuff at, at 60 and a half and 61. Um, I'm hoping Ohio State finally get. Obviously, uh, JSP is not going to play, um, but hopefully, this Ohio State offense can finally get uh, kicked up an extra gear. Um, I let, I tell you, not, one thing I will give you the the folks here a uh, little prop play. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s. Uh, we played this, uh, one of my prop guys liked, uh, I think he was like 57 and a half or something, 57 and a half, 59 and a half, Marvison Heron Jr. over. So if you've got access to uh, CFB props, that's uh, that's one I like because he was a key piece last week. Uh, Smith and Jigma's not going to be back by all indications. So uh, he should be the number one wide receiver again until Lido uh, is 
it does not have the guys in the secondary to keep up. So, yeah, I can't hate it. Uh, but as far as your play, I like the uh, – I would lean over as well. So you, you like Ohio State. Now, is that because they haven't really – first two games, they've kind of – they've been there. They haven't looked like the Ohio State team we thought entering the season. So do you see – you think they're a little undervalued in this game now? Uh, you know, I, I, maybe a touch. You know, I think at, at uh, I had this a little above uh, right around 33. So if you can get, you know, the key at 31, uh, one place dropped to 30 and a half for a second. Um, I, I think you're getting maybe a touch of discount. But again, their best player on offense is out. Um, so, I mean, he was their best player last year. Uh, it was going to be, you know, probably the wide receiver, best wide receiver in the country this year. So it, it, there is definitely, uh, he's one of those skill players that has, uh an impact. Now I know they've got you know five stars coming out of the the, the womb there at the wide receiver room, but outside of Marvison Harrison Jr., there are other guys, there are other big five star players haven't really shown out yet. So um, I can see why you know a little bit of the the market stuff's down on Ohio State. I do think um, the defense has improved uh, significantly under Jim Knowles. At least I you know Toledo likes to to run for different stuff. I think Knowles will be much better prepared for that. This is a game last year. Last year, Ohio State's defense against this Toledo offense, I would not have laid out. I would be much more concerned. I think Jim Knowles uh, can at least have them more prepared, and you're seeing some improvements in terms of uh, just schematically what they do. So this cover will be all about uh, if the offense can really kick it up a notch. Um, and MAC team, non-con, significant talent disadvantage. Uh, so, yeah, that, that one for me was a play at, at 31, um, and I, I don't mind your over either. Okay, so my five bets, Rutgers minus 17. Oh, you start. Uh, oh, yeah, the, those first two, you're, you're really, yeah. uh, you're really. Uh, I, I came out swinging. Uh, I came out swinging with Rutgers and Temple, yeah. and I don't mess around. So Rutgers minus 17, Nebraska plus 11, Iowa minus 23, Washington minus two, and the over in Ohio State, Toledo, 62. Those are my five plays this week. And we're going to put something on the line here at some point during the season. But they're telling me all I got to do is hit 50%. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I can hit 50%. We'll see how it goes. Although I did have a, a bad college football season last year, to be honest with you. What? 50 Who's doing the math for this show? 50%? 50% losing your money. Yeah, at least yeah, yeah, give him the 53% or something here. If he's going to have, we're going to put something on the line. 50%. Well, like, well, Kanish, listen, the, the guy who's running this place, Alex Moretto, I hired him at the score. I gave him his start in the business. I think he's, I think he's repaying me by only let, I only have to hit 50%. You know, Tyl, I you know that that explains a lot, Tom. I gotta tell you, that, that really may that explains a lot. You know, where Moretto and Pozzola is gonna, gonna be the death of me by the end of football season. <laughs> so before we go, Kanish, I got a couple questions for you. Um, hey, baby. One, I saw that you you hit it. You hit an interesting Heisman bet um, earlier in the week. You you hit JJ McCarthy, the name the quarterback at Michigan, and you said fifty to one. You got him at. And you say, the, listen, the schedule sets up nicely. And you, you mentioned something very important that I always consider in a Heisman bet. He's got the story. Yeah. The Heisman voters love the story. I mean, they're, listen, there's a there's a Netflix documentary out right now on Manti Teo, right? Listen, whatever you think of him, he shouldn't have been second in the Heisman. He wasn't good enough to be second in the Heisman. It was the story that yeah. made him second in the Heisman, right? So tell me why you like – Is this listen, is this just a homer pick? Um, you know, listen, I – I, I know you like to bet your home teams. Hopefully you weren't on that Tigers over 77 and a half wins like me. Uh, that's the worst bet I've ever made. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, they wouldn't hit that over if they played until Christmas. The but JJ McCarthy fifty to one. Give us your analogy, your analysis on that one. Yeah, you know, I mean, that number's come down in a lot of places uh, since sitting for. I'll hit those games after I finish up here. But uh, the as far as McCarthy, you know, a lot of places now twenty twenty five. I I like fifty because as you said, there hasn't been a Michigan quarterback in the middle of the Heisman race in like. 25 years or something. I can't even remember. Like, it's been since, you know, Joey K was, you know, playing Little League or something. Since, you know, any Michigan quarterback was even in the Heisman race. You factor in the next month, they've got nothing but peasants. Uh, You know, a super easy schedule. He should be able to rack up some numbers. It sounds like they're not going to do that, you know, QB switch. It sounds like he's going to be the guy. So I like the narrative. I like the fact that Michigan's schedule sets up real nice. I like that. I th- they're going to be favored in the first 11 games. Um, so that's one of those. And I mentioned this to, to Brad on Monday. So if they go 11, you know, if this team is 11 and 0 going into Columbus, I-, I think he's going to be like, you know, like you're going into that game with a ticket where I think if McCarthy wins that game and they went 12 and 0, he would win the Heisman Trophy. Um, and you know. Caleb Williams has put up nice numbers. Yes, I don't think Bryce Young has really any chance to win back-to-back. C.J. Stroud, as you said, Ohio State's a little slow out of the gate. Um, there's some other guys, Gabriel, Hooker, um, guys that I don't think, you know, those teams I don't think have a chance to win 11 or 12 games. I do think this Michigan team does, which kind of gives him the the one up there as far as playing a longer price. So. If you've got some state, you know, I guess come down most everywhere. So would I recommend it at 20? No. Did I like it at 50? There were some places even 80. Um, that was more of a buy for me at this point. Uh, you know, it would be more of a sit to see where where he looks in a month. Because, um, again, if he gets hurt, if Michigan drops, uh, you know, a game here as a big favorite, then, you know, that's that's dead here. But but you're, I'm kind of projecting that Michigan's going to be 6, 7, 8, no, uh, and then he's gonna then he's going to be right in the thick of it. Well, I followed you on this one, and uh, it wasn't because I wasn't quick to the trigger. I got 40 to 1 because I live in the state of New York, and they wrote some obscure law in 1842. So now I can't bet Heisman Trophy uh, odds in New York State for another 50 <laughs> years until they change that law. But 40 to 1, is that 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 okay? You, you, you don't mind that? Yeah, you know why? Because, I mean, you've seen it come down, uh, you know, a lot of places to, to 20 and 25. If Michigan goes six and zero, the guy puts up some, you know, even reasonable stats. Then he's going to be sitting there, you know, like eight to one, ten to one, five to one, you know, depending on what the, some of the other guys in the competition do. But um, there's not a lot of scenarios where, unless he gets hurt or Michigan loses as you know a four touchdown favorite or something over the next five to six weeks, that you're not going to be sitting good, you know, with some value in that ticket. And then they'll get into the meat of the schedule, like a Penn State primetime game versus Penn State, night game versus Michigan State, uh, and obviously the game in Columbus where, you know, he would have a chance if this team does go 9-10-11-0, then, um, then you're sitting, you know, real nice where he's going to be one of the chalk up there with the rest of the guys. Okay, sounds good. Now we got a, we got a question in the chat here, Kanish. Uh, someone wants to know, listen, hey, Two home dogs tonight, right? Louisville, two and a half. Wyoming, 16 and a half. You like either of those games, total, side? Uh, no, I don't like either of those. I know there was a, a sharp service that we talked about earlier, gave out um, uh, Florida State uh, earlier today. It's steamed to three for a minute, then bounced back. It's been mostly trading two, two and a half. 
Um, I know I see some threes out there, actually, uh, that just popped Louisville. I'm not uh, – I, I, listen, I am not a Malik Cunningham guy. I thought Louisville's defense no. showed out versus UCF. The defensive line in the second half of that game was fantastic, won them the game. If you can keep Malik Cunningham in the pocket – he is not a plus quarterback. He had one explosive play in the second half, which was a difference last week. Um, I, I just, I can't, I think Mike Norvell and his defensive staff can put together a game plan where if Louisville cannot run the ball, you can make this offense very, very pedestrian. Because um, I'm just not a Malik Cunningham believer. Um, so for me, it, it would be Florida State minus two and a half or nothing. The other game, I like Air Force a lot this year, uh, and I hate Wyoming. But again, now it's steamed up. You know, this was one that touched 14 earlier in the week. You're really paying a premium on Air Force now. It's a, you know, 16 and a half, 17. Um, I, I, I don't want to. I, I think it's, it's one of those where Wyoming's defense, which, which used to be a good Mountain West defense and a team that, you know, was stingy, that's all gone. They, they, they lost so many players to the transfer portal. That's such a talent drain. I don't respect what they're doing on whatsoever um and it's one of those i, I think air force can kind of you know they're, they're gonna run a, they're they're gonna run their triple option and i don't think wyoman's gonna be able to stop it um and I, it's one for me i know the totals come down a bit uh so in the first game it'd be it'd be florida state minus two and a half um and then i think the number's right for air force wyoming i i'm not gonna recommend anything uh for people to jump on there all right. Well, hey, listen, before we go, Kanish, give us a game maybe that we're not thinking about that's getting some action. Uh, is there is there a game that's jumped out to you this week that maybe some of the pro betters are on that would that wouldn't is maybe isn't on the radar for everybody? You know, if you can grab this again, this is one that uh, you know, I, I like we Brad and I talked about it earlier in the week when Mississippi State got steamed down to minus one, minus one and a half uh, for people to grab up back to three at most places uh i would still there's a couple of two and a halfs hanging out there i would still play that one i like that uh that number is still pretty widely available look maryland uh minus two and a half uh, a couple guys that i talked to uh and work with today uh were were big on maryland um i you know again this open pick at it's kind of steamed up to two and a half i still like if you can grab the two and a half i again, i'm an smu believer i think they're gonna be a concern in the american this year I don't like it this spot, this game against this Maryland team. Uh, I think Maryland's defense has actually looked better than I thought they would, uh, and they have they have offensive talent uh, that that rivals um, anybody in the Big Ten, including the Michigan and the Ohio States. Uh, they they have fantastic offensive talent. I think they put up a number this week against SMU. So as far as one that I still like, that's why they're available. Uh, the Maryland minus two and a half would be a buy for me. All right, sounds good. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hammer NCAA Football on YouTube and Twitch. Turn on notifications. The next edition of Hit the Books, Joey, come to you live Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern with you and Brad Powers. Why don't you plug the show and tell everybody what to look for there? Yeah, Monday, uh, we usually do early best bet, and that's when you can get the best value. Early in the week, uh, you know, Monday, we're giving out some numbers. Most of those should be able to beat the market. You know, you're getting some CLV by the end of the week. We do a recap of the weekend before a uh, little bit, uh, you know, do market update, Heisman update, any futures or any of that stuff. Uh, and then hopefully, you know, give out a couple of best bets that we like uh, early enough in the week where, you know, you should get some good CLV there. So, uh, yeah, hit the books. Happy to be, uh, you know, uh, hitting it with you, though, on Friday, Tommy. I'm, I'm pulling for you this year, baby. Let's see uh, if, uh, you know, you can. And, 
And worst case, if it goes terrible, I can just dunk on you all year. So, I mean, it's a win-win for Joey K. That's, that's, why, that's, that's how I like it. Yeah, hey, listen, I got, gave you my first five bets. I got some bad teams in there. Next week, uh, I might come with some better teams. We'll see. I uh, I didn't love the card this week, Kanish, to be honest with you. Uh, so that's why I was kind of dabbling around a little bit. Looked at next week's games. Feel I got some spots there that I like. So, well, hey, we'll see how I, how I do. Uh, hey, give me three and two. All I got to do is finish above 50%, apparently. I know people here. <laughs> but, hey, this was a great first show. Uh, I can't wait to do this with you every Friday. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, one of the best follows that there is, Joey Kinish 22 on Twitter. I'm Thomas Casali at the Tom Casali on Twitter. I'm not nearly as good, but you can follow me if you want. If you uh, don't like Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, if you don't want to see Syracuse constantly playing the 2-3 zone, I'm your man. Um, Kanish, have a great weekend. Good luck with all your bets, and I will see you next Friday. You too, brother. We'll do it again.